saucers, it's been a while since we've had an ep with just me and Molly. So this week, we catch up. We chat the wind down of summer, the wind up of back to school for the McKinstry family. We talk pop culture because, of course, how we both are really doing and what we've learned from having some wonderful guests over the past four episodes. This ep is fun. It's lighthearted. You might giggle. You might not. Um, But we felt like it's what we needed and hopefully what you need as well. Thank you always, saucers, and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who worked together in tech sales for nearly 10 years. Throughout those 10 years, we grew a lot personally and professionally. Today, Molly runs a sales org at a tech startup. She lives in Denver, Colorado with four children. I live in London, and I'm running a sales team in for Northern Europe of a tech startup as well. Molly and I are different in many ways, but share the same values and drive, and that is how we built a wonderful friendship. While we no longer work together at the same company, we put our heads together and dreamed up the Sauce Podcast. We wanted to have a platform that would build a community where we and others share all their business tips, tricks, and perspectives we or they have learned along the way. So Saucers, tune in each week as Molly and I share business tips and tricks and have fun with us along the way. Hi, Lizzie. Mall, maybe a really good deep <laughs> breath. It's been deep a moment. I'm breath. so happy to see you. I'm sorry. I, last time we chatted, I was burning it a little too hard on both ends. Um, you know, and so a little deep breath to start off this app. Mal, how are you? Kiddos are back to school. Have you survived? Talk to me. We've survived the back to school. Yeah. Um, I feel like you, when we last spoke, you were burning it from both ends and just feeling yes. like, oh my gosh, Liz Ajar, slow down. Mm-hmm. The last six weeks here have felt a lot like that. And you know, mm-hmm. like, and I know I've shared, I've going back to the kids going back to school is fantastic in so many ways. It like returns, you know, to routine and just things do get easier in a lot of ways. But the other thing that happens is all the other things start up again, all of their sports, all of the birthday parties, like all of that, which yep. is fun, fantastic. We love it, but it's a lot. This season of life is, is a full one. And that growing fam, you know, everyone's getting older, more activity. So you know what you need to do, Molly. You need to mother oneself mindfully. Oh, gosh. Yes, I do. Mother oneself mindfully. And for those of you who do not know what Liz is referencing, you need to go back and listen to our episode, our last episode prior to this one with Sarah Harmon. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I need to mother myself oneself mindfully. I need, I need to do that. I need to do a better job of that. And I honestly, Lizzie, I just keep telling myself and telling my friends I just want to be present and I want to cherish the like enormity of this chapter of life because it is so full. It is so, I don't even like to use the word busy. It is just so full. Yes. And I just want to, I want to like take it for all it's worth, you know, it's yeah. just it full and there is a lot and we gotta, I gotta make the most of it. And Mal, that's like what is incredible about you. Like when I was burning it from both ends, I had some um, work was like good, busy, but busy. Um, 
And that was that. And I was traveling a lot personally, you know, and then I ended up, I did my grandfather passed away that I shared. And that was just like a cherry on top to just like this busy time. But there is something beautiful in that busyness that like, it was all, it was actually good busy, but I was starting to feel exhausted this and that. So it's kind of like, how do you take care of yourself? But Mal, you're always very good about being like, this moment is wonderful. And I, and, and you're very good at staying on the positive side of that, of like, it's not busy. It's not uh, another soccer carpool. It is yeah. our yeah. life. And I don't get these moments. These moments, you know, come and then they go. And so to live in it and enjoy it. You're very good at that, Mo. I try to be. I try to be, you know, because again, like it is it is going so fast. I mean, we talked about Hanley just turned 10 and I'm-, I'm I can't I'm believe he's double digits. I'm even accepting the fact that I have a kid in the double digits. I'm it's, not there either yet, Mo. I'm not there. That handman's 10. Still in denial. We both are. But you're like, oh my gosh, you have, I, I feel like I have to just cherish the fullness and uh, appreciate, you know, we have so much, we have so much that we get to do and we're so lucky. And I, I really do my best to show up like that. But am I a little tired? Is my lower back hurting slightly? Uh, you know, do I feel like the the circles under the eyes are dark? Yes. All those things. Looking fab. And looking fab. And we need to get you an ergonomic. Am I saying that right? Chair Ooh. is what we need to get you home. So our next, our next sauce video better show this like big luscious tall yeah. chair behind. Ugly. Me. Let's not lie. Ugly. There is not, it's not, you know, but it's going to be comfy. Yes. It's going to be comfy. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, okay. So you were yeah. burning the candle from both ends. We're recharging. What's happening? <laughs> We're recharging. Truth saucers, Molly and I, we've had so many wonderful guests, but Molly and I haven't had a chance to catch up. So like, this is our time to do a little catch up. So, so join in. But yeah, I, Mal, 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 how have we not touched on our gal? Oh we haven't this talked is- about this. Okay. No, first, first order of business, first order of business, our girl T Swift, she's given us magic. Midnight Lady- magic. Midnight Magic. Anyone who does not know what we are talking about, Taylor announced at one of the award shows live. I don't even know what it was. Was it the AMAs? Was that what oh, it was? The, or the VMAs? Maybe the VMAs, MTV. That Video Music Awards, maybe. Giving us the gift of a brand new album coming out in October. And it is called, what is it called? Midnight? Midnight. More Midnight. Midnight. Are we even true fans? No, we don't even know. Singular or plural. Let me Google it really quickly (laughs) as you chat. Um, But yeah, she's coming out with like, I mean, she gave us those gifts during COVID, which I think like helped me survive, to be honest, when I was just solo and alone. Um, But... But um, she usually drops them in November. There's a lot of, you know, Kim K's birthday. There's a lot going on with this one. And, you know, she drops her Easter eggs. But truth, like Easter egg or not, I'm just fired up for midnight coming on October ooh, ooh, 21st. Are you are you telling me that the date of this album release is Kim K's birthday? Yes, this is the whole thing. It's Kim K's birthday. And you okay. know how they have like a yeah. reputation. Yes, a reputation, a big one. October 21st. I think it's midnight. Okay. For ever all the Swifties out there who are like, gals, get it together. If you're going to be a fan, get that, get that plural in there. Okay. Midnight. Okay. Midnight. Thank you. October 21st. 21st is one of my very favorite numbers. So that makes me just feel even happier about it. 21 is one of my favorite numbers. Nothing but luck. Nothing but luck. Okay. Feels like good. We gift. It's a gift. Okay. But yes, mall. So we needed to catch up on that. 
to everyone who's watched the summer I finally felt prettier, the summer I turned pretty. Mall, have you watched that? I have not watched that. No. I just need to get a little pop culture in there. In in the fullness of my life, my yes. TV watching time is all but gone. It's all about that. I think so. You gotta I tell think me that that's. I think that's appropriate. I think that's totally fine. But the summer I turned pretty was a. It was a book. Um, kind of took place on like a Cape Cod, Nantucket, if you will. Uh, it's like a coming of age, like young adult book. But listen, I've talked to some of my girlfriends here in our thirties, and we all love it. So if anyone needs a little binge, it's like six or seven episodes. I think they got renewed for a season two. So, Mall, if you do get a little moment, I recommend it. It's like seven or eight ups, an hour okay, each. They're next cute. time, I'm on, next time I'm on a flight, I I will I will download. I kind of think of it um a. Uh, like the a, a walk to remember or what's the yes. other yes yes what's the it's other a one little bit Ellie Cyrus and this is where she met her former husband oh I know what was that one called I know hang on gosh not a walk to that's it was like in the Outer Banks something song something, something song. song yeah about her dad who was dying okay last, yeah <laughs> what but, was it called. Last song. Last song. The last song. That's where she fell in love with her now ex-husband. All right. I need a little pop culture moment. Um, So thank you, Mom. I just... It is late night and you would think that maybe I would want a glass of wine. No, I just want some Ben and Jerry's ice cream right now while we do this episode. I went to a little mixer. Um, my boss is very good about my network is not as strong here in EMEA. So he's very good about any event that I can go network. He's like, hey, Liz, you want to go network? Um, <laughs> and this one's really funny because it was with a venture capitalist that backs high spot. So actually it was awesome. Oh, it was a great, great event. Met some wonderful people. Um, wonderful people. And you know what was so funny, Molly? When I moved to London, and for any of our Londoners or UKers or Europeans, I mean this out of love. Oh, actually, I'm kind of hating on San Franciscoers here. But whenever I go to work, like people are in blazers. Like blazers are a thing yeah, in London. Like, and like well, and often. Are they wool yes. or tweed? What's happening? Um we get a little we get a little wool. We get a little wool and tweed. We also just get some nice cotton material. You know what I mean? Like really yeah. fashionable yeah. blazers. I am telling you, in San Francisco, at least at Glassdoor, if I showed up in a blazer, wouldn't have been comfortable. It wouldn't have been the right fit, you know? Yeah, you almost kind of like um, stick out a little bit. And that might be okay. And that might be okay. I'm not saying that sticking out from the crowd is a bad thing. I'm just saying if you did wear a blazer in San Francisco, you know you're going to stick out a little bit. Exactly. And so tonight was hilarious. I went to this mixer and I didn't know exactly the details. It was like an end of summer soiree kind of thing. And it was so interesting. Half the people were in blazers and they were from the UK, but there was a lot of people truly from San Francisco in puffer vests, in fleeces. And I was like, these are my people. And just an FYI, I wore high tops to work today because, you know, I bring a little San Fran to my London charm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I changed my shoes because I was like, I can't be rolling in high tops. You know what I mean? Like I can't. And yeah. then I loved it because some of the San Francisco people were and in their fleeces, but then the London people were all in their blazers. And listen, at the mixer, it was an icebreaker and we had chats about it. Um, so you guys, if you're coming to London, pack your blazer, dust off. If you're, yeah. if you're out there in the U S dust off that, dust off that dust. And, um, um and, then and, bring and, it. The, and the puffy vest vibe in SF is so yeah. big. That is like is such it a still vibe. real? It's Saster in Colorado, so it absolutely is is a vibe here too. Okay. Um, Saster was hot, hot, and because we are are jumping straight to that, I you just had your mixer. I love it. I love the networking. Yeah. Shout out to you. Andy, your boss, getting you some FaceTime with local Londoners. Last I literally week. go, Andy, anything you need from me at the mixer? He goes, network, Liz. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Got it. 
Uh, last week, I was in San Francisco for Saster, which is uh, a very big conference for you know technology software companies, kind of more smaller to medium business. So. It, but it was a phenomenal experience. I loved it. Got to see so many of my former Glassdoor dudes. Oh, who I just picks love. on LinkedIn. I legit. I don't get FOMO. I don't get super jealous. I was like, put me in. And then we have Saster Barcelona. But I was like, I'll go to Saster Barcelona. But there were some fab picks all up on LinkedIn. And like, Lizzie, we, oh. we missed you. We missed you. Your presence was felt. Uh, shout out to Kayla Crowley and Danielle Peritori and Brittany Manapello because the four of us went to drinks. And Liz, it was oh. like. How were you not there? How were you? Like legit tearing. Like, oh my God. I won't go into it, but I want to know how Kayla and Danielle, who was a guest on the sauce, Britt is actually coming out here. So I'm going to see her. Um, She's going to come to London. So I'm going to see her, but I'm just jealous, small. I know. I know. Sorry to kind of take us like a real specific saucers, but we needed it. So much, so much love for co-workers, current and former. And I'm proud of you, Lizzie, for putting yourself out there, for networking. Hold the phone though. So we've talked about midnights, but Queen Elizabeth just passed away and you are in London and all, all that you can see on, you know, media coverage here in the US, rightfully so, is people standing in lines for days and the flowers. Cues, Molly. In cues. Cues. For days. So wait, tell us about this. You're living there. You're experiencing this. It was like, you know, you know, I think like we all knew at one point it would happen, but also she just kind of was, you know, like immortal. Is that what I want to say? Like you just, you also just the queen had, had, yeah, she had such a presence. So here's what I'll say. I, I it was, let me pause you before you go into it. I just want to acknowledge her name is Elizabeth as is yours. Her birthday is April 21st, which is my birthday. So I I do feel like we have some connection to Queen Elizabeth. Does the queen live on here at the sauce podcast? Look at that connection. Look at that connection. Queen, Queen Lizzie, Queen Lilibet. Um, I love Lilibet, but here's what I'll say. I think that there's some people who are obsessed and really, or, or really supportive of the monarch. Some people are absolutely not. So to each their own, I think, and you know, she was the queen of the Commonwealth. I thought it was 13 countries. It's I think 40, 60, something. It's 60 something. I think countries. I'm not even going to get Yeah. Yeah. And here's when she passed away on that Thursday, the next day, Friday, super somber out. And I think majority of people, like, I guess there's going to be the minority who's just like, don't care, don't want to talk about it. But I feel like there was a majority, I don't know, 60, 70% of people around that were sad. And, wow. and, and I don't know that these people actually are huge approvers of the monarchy, but they were a big fan of the queen. And yeah. here's what I'll say. I, I, you know, I've never been a big monarchist and super into the monarchy, but yeah, did I follow William and Kate's love story? Absolutely. You know, and do yes. I know a little about Charles and Princess Di? Yes. You know, but I don't know what her involvement is and hard decisions that she was in. But everywhere there was a prime minister, a president, Queen Elizabeth was always kind of in the picture. Right. And here's what I think is I think she was really never supposed to be on the throne. If you think about it and I'm into the crown, but I'm not, I haven't finished it. So I started the crown. Actually, I really like the series a lot. Her uncle was actually the King, but he abdicated the throne and her dad became the King and he just happened to die young. So it was like, she was really the chances of her getting it weren't super high. And then she had to be the queen. And I say had to, or, you know, and Molly, I think you'd be like, had the opportunity to be the queen for 
Yes, for 70 years. And like she like served first from like 26 years old to 96 years old, she was the queen. And I think she probably made a lot of hard decisions and kept her family in line. You know what I mean? Kept a lot of the family stuff going. And again, I don't know enough to know how much she's influencing prime ministers and presidents around, the, you know, presidents all that around the world. Right. But she, she wasn't not present, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what I think is as a woman, the respect she had from at least the UK I can speak to on majority of what I've seen pretty incredible that as a woman, it had that respect for 70 mm. years. I love to see that. Oh, um, and she, she was just like, she served, you know, like she gave her life to serve. So, um, I don't know. I think pretty incredible. And I think they've represented it pretty nicely here in the country. We had a bank holiday. They call it, we had the day off on Monday for her burial. Um, okay. I went to Buckingham palace you one did. day. Yeah. And we couldn't could get you, to the gate. I was going to say, could you get up there? Cause I mean, on again, media coverage here, it just seems like the crowds are huge, which you, yeah. uh, you would expect is not surprising. Right. And like, there were so many kids. So at Buckingham, I went on Saturday, she passed away on Thursday. I went on Saturday. They usually, you can go to the gate and see the guards right up there, but they, they, there's a big fountain in the middle fountain or a big thing in the middle, a big rotary there, a big roundabout. They closed all that off, but there were so many people bringing flowers and so many kids, like so many little kids carrying their flowers to go give them to the queen. It was really special. I don't know. And I, I feel like they've honored her I think kind of probably how she'd want to. She's like, and I'm my time to go. I'm going, get me out of here. But um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens to the monarch from here on out. I think that she was this world leader or world, you know, um, figure that was around for yes. 70 years and a lot's yes. changed in 70 years and a lot's changed right now. Um, so it'll be interesting, but uh, it was, I feel I fortunate to have been here. I was just saying, I think it's so special and cool for you yeah. to be there and have experienced it that closely. And you just like think about in, in your life, you're going to have the story of living in London when the past and just experiencing kind of the cultural reaction to that, which is very special. And I agree with you that she, again, political kind of viewpoints aside and what you may view of the monarch or, or what it's just, she had an enormous amount of, pressure and obligation on her. Yeah. And that is not a, an easy burden to carry as much as also it comes with wealth and opportunity and all that. It's just, that is a lot to, to manage and to carry. And I'm with you to see a woman do that. And from afar, do it with seemingly grace and respect is yes. something to acknowledge. And a lot of people who aren't fans of the monarchy, when I kind of say what she did with grace and respect, they're all like, oh, yep, absolutely agree. So, you know, I think there have been a lot of a lot of love for the queen for sure. And and I I do respect hardcore what she's done. So yeah. um, Elizabeth lives on, lives on lives here. On. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'd love to honor a wonderful female. So yes. well, I think that is actually the perfect segue because in addition to spending some time to catch up and so we yes. have, and I love seeing you and saucers. Thank you for being a part of kind of Lizzie and my personal, personal exchange here. We did also want to spend some time talking about some of the incredible women that we have had on the sauce over the last four to eight weeks. Four, and yeah. If you all haven't caught all the episodes, we would love for you to do so. But what we actually want to do today is spend a little bit of like a lightning round of what were Liz and my top takeaways from our last four guests. They all were unique and different and have such personal different stories and journeys, but hopefully everyone took away something from our conversations. I know I certainly did. So I think we're going to start with that. 
Yeah, because it's been yeah we we've had wonderful guests. So let's give a little a little sprinkle of what we yes. what we thought. So Carrie, who um, yeah, Carrie Larson, Great. who's starting Serving Sundays and Serving Sundays. If you're not following on Instagram and TikTok or Carrie Larson on both incredible content, incredible uplifting stuff and just like good things and serving Sundays is rocking. So please do. But yeah, Maul, Carrie, it was great to see a former colleague just doing the thing. What yeah. did you fill me in? What was a nugget you took? So I, I took a lot of nuggets from, from our conversation with Carrie. First and foremost, I think it was so, it, I, it filled me with so much pride and inspiration to see someone that, you know, you and I both know kind of in a professional context, very different than what yep. she's doing now, just absolutely following her, her instincts, her passions, her gut. Mm, like yeah. I just felt so much respect and admiration for Carrie truly like living out her passions. And that yeah. is not an easy thing to do. And of all of the things I took from our conversation, I really was like, dang, Carrie, good on you. Look at you like living your truth, following your gut and just doing what and doing makes, it. Yes. Makes you feel fired up and passionate. It, could we all take a page from that book? Absolutely. And I left yeah. just feeling really inspired um, and admiring her for that. Agree. Like Carrie was just a warm, wonderful energy. Number one thing that we had locker room mornings together for those that listen and know about locker room mornings. Um, we would work out in the mornings and we had this like the best girl group in the, in the locker room. We'd get deep. We'd listen to Justin Bieber, T Swift. We'd talk about things we'd laugh. And I remember, I think I said this on the podcast, Carrie was trying out for the Warriors or for the 49ers, the football team, and didn't get it. And I remember being like, oh, Karen, she coached people on the side. She was coaching people to kind of get into, um, I think, younger people to be able to get into the, the feeding system to do this, if I'm correct. And I'll never forget when I saw on Instagram when she got it. And I was like, holy crap, Carrie, you wanted that so badly and you kept going. This was like after, you know, this was, she just got on a year ago and her and I were talking four years ago. So like, it just shows stick to it and you got it. Yeah. A couple things that stuck out to me real quickly, just because I loved her conversation. She talked about how she went on 15 single dates with herself, but like, she's like, I'm a confident person. Like, yeah, I'm confident. But she was like, do I truly, truly understand myself and really love myself mm. and feel comfortable with just myself? And I think that that is something that I have always been a pretty confident person, but you know, I have my imposter syndrome and my thoughts and stuff like that. But you know, over the years I had to work more and more on just like truly loving myself and saw how powerful that was. And I think it was so cool how Carrie touched on some of that and is developing kind of serving Sundays about the spirituality of like finding, you know, your own confidence mm. and, and positivity and all of that. So it was just a really good talk about things that are so important and seem so easy, but are actually more difficult. I don't know. I just really enjoyed the open vulnerability. It was great. Yeah. I think takeaway too, if you have not listened to the episode with Carrie Larson serving Sundays and you are looking for inspiration to follow your dreams, um, motivation to just like face your fears face yeah. that imposter syndrome or like confidence, vulnerability. She is, I, I think, just an incredible person to learn from and to watch and to follow along. So okay. Carrie, thank you again for being here. And yeah, incredible. The best. And follower. Okay, let's, go to, let's go to Deanie. Yeah. Deanie Meta, yes. who was, who is the chief revenue officer of Lattice. And yeah. probably, you know, if I'm just being candid, one of our most well-known guests to date in terms of yep. her own personal brand. Deanie has a very, very yeah. big 
working on LinkedIn. She is very present in the technology world that Liz and I both live in. And she just has a lot of bravado about her. And so I loved and felt very lucky to sit down and have the conversation with her and and learn a little bit more about her style. Here is my biggest takeaway from Deanie. Okay, you yeah. Did you, you see her at Saster? Did you did you see her at Saster? I see her at Saster. No. Dang. Okay, I love like I would just have even been tearing up more FOMO. But okay, wait, you I want what did you keep biggest takeaway, Mo? Go. So we talked with Deanie about how she says the word sick. And and I, yeah, it was like a really funny dialogue how when she was something good would happen or she would celebrate her team, she would say sick. And it we got into this conversation of like casualness and friendliness and her energy and her authenticity, but that that should not be mistaken at all for a weakness in her. And if anything, yep. I think that is an incredible strength that you can have a leader who is empathetic and relatable and them their yeah. true selves and also still be you know so so wonderful in in her role like she is that really resonated with me because i think my self reflection would be i think a lot of people sometimes mislabel me and and snap judge me as being yeah friendly, outgoing, bubbly, and therefore maybe weak. Yeah. And I think when you get to know me and have spent more time with me, you you know that those two things aren't typically true. Yes. The, the kindness, the empathy, the compassion, but um, yeah, I but not I weak. Mean, yeah. I don't view myself as a weak person. That's not feedback I often receive. That is not yes. feedback I often receive. So I just loved, loved hearing from Deanie, that authentic, totally true to self style that she has. Cause I, I really try to show up that way myself every day. And it was a good reminder to keep doing that. Yeah. And well, kind of interesting. Cause we didn't talk about what we were going to say on this, but like, here's what I will say. I love that. Exactly. Deanie says sick. And if you're not following her on LinkedIn, I fangirled. And if you're like, Liz, you fangirled a little hard, re-listen to the episode. I did, but don't care. Kind of care. Anywho. Um, but follow her on LinkedIn. And here was my thing about Deanie. Exactly kind of that, Molly, is like, it was just wonderful to hear from a female CRO who really is truly her full self and authentic, and she's not sorry for it, and she shouldn't be, but just like shows up her full self. And I just think I'm a pretty authentic leader. I think I I am not good at not being my full self. And, and Molly, I think exactly the same thing. I do, I, I, yeah, and I can be... Yes, I can bring my intense directness. Um, and sometimes I'll be bubbly and be like, let's chat about, let's chat about this, let's chat about that. But I just think hearing from Dini from a female truth that's in this level of like where my career could end up going. I don't know. I just love to see her not it, it wasn't like she was like, Yes, hello, I'm Dini. She's like, I'm no. Dini, what up? She's like, let's talk, let's get real. She's a no BS type of person, but like also just like you can like chat with her, but then also do business with her. And sometimes I don't think we always see that. I'll just say as a female and that just came through so big to me with Deanie. And like I said, I see her LinkedIn post some days and listening to that podcast just made me be like, Liz, when you have that imposter syndrome, maybe you're being a little too bubbly or a little too zaw is kind of the word I like to use. That's okay. Cause that's your full self. And I just think mm-hmm. Deanie, I needed that. And I just, I, I really, appreciated and appreciate what she brings. So I'm all kind of like a little bit like what you said as well. Well, and there's also this phrase, I'm not going to get it completely accurate, but there's a saying that's like, when people show you who they truly are, believe them. 
And I also, that just connected to me with her authenticity and her realness, which personally speaking, again, is like how I try to be and show up. And so it's don't assume because someone can have casual language or can show you outward kindness and support that they also don't mean the other stuff when they bring that side of them too. And I just think as a woman, we, I I will say for myself, I have experienced that judgment and I have experienced Mm -hmm. that mislabeling. And then I have to kind of come in and be like, Hey, I, I, that's not who I am. And I, I feel like I showed you my full self, true self. And I I don't know, maybe you didn't believe me, but here she is again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I think that that balance is a little, like, I will say it's helped me see it in other females. That's like, I love working with men and you know what I mean? Like, but for inclusivity for me, seeing it in other females has helped me. And, and, and I don't say that I don't see it in men, but just for me on this piece, kind of what you're talking about, seeing it in other females has helped me and females in roles above me that have like where I want to go has just helped me. And I don't mean that as a diss to men or anything like that. It's just, that's something that helps me on the support think- with that. It is all in connection to inclusivity and belonging. And I believe that Deanie was just such a a wonderful, um, frankly, like mentor and role model for us to get to speak to. And just if you have not listened to that episode, go and listen. Deanie is a rock star and I think everybody will really enjoy it. Okay, let's talk about Cindy. Cindy is your gal from High Spot, who I just love meeting as well. Cindy was just like, I, and, and like, I love that we had a high spot guest and Cindy was like, yeah, I'll be on it. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's talk finance because she started that Seattle financial collective, um, financial, Seattle, financial collective, Seattle financial collective. Sorry, Cindy, if I'm messing that up, but Cindy, here's my thing. I am very intense about financing finances, saving all of that. And I just loved, I thought that Cindy was I felt like we got some pretty good tactical stuff and a little bit of like theories or thoughts around how to do some things. So I love the mix of that. I obviously love the, she called it the, the financial creep, you know, when you start spending too much, making too much. Cause I think that that is a real lifestyle creep, lifestyle Lifestyle creep. creep. Thank you. And Maul, you and I laughed. I think it's okay. You and I are very opposite in this way. And like, I am obsessed with your 401k, IRAs, investing in your portfolio, you know, it like, um, diversifying your portfolio, no matter how much money you have. And I just thought what Cindy said was so good. And she was, and she, I felt like she was just kind of like, yeah, don't be dumb and don't spend your money. Like, like be smart about how you spend it. And yeah. I just like, I was like, she was just like on it and no BS. And I just think this is so important. We have an awesome mm-hmm. audience, females and males, but I want to empower my females out there. Like you are, you are balling, save that money, treat yourself and find that balance. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just, I love Cindy's chat. I love Cindy. That was great. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Oh, I want to hear how her wedding and honeymoon was. And because she back. told us that she paid for her, ent- her entire honeymoon, which I believe was international and two weeks long through credit card points. So mm-hmm. like, wow, very impressive. Yeah. For me, the conversation with Cindy, I would say it on a personal level, I felt really proud because I think I have made a lot of progress from Lizzie when you and I first met. And I am how a treat- involved kind of gal. I absolutely am. But I think I have gotten, you know, much smarter and more intentional about saving, about not, you know, overextending and trying and also learning from you. So thank you on your guidance. So, you know, just being as, as smart as possible with, with our money and wanting to live the life that we want to live now, but also prepare for the life 
that we want in the future and the future for our children, for, for those who have them. So for me, it was like an educational, really interesting and also self-reflection, like, I'm, I've made some progress. Oh, I am proud of that progress. You know, I'm any I, one of my friends that like, you know, but you help me make sure I, I enjoy the finer things here and there. And so I appreciate yeah. my Torian who does that. Always eat your I appreciate that. I love it. Okay. And then. Um, Rounding out Sarah yes. Harmon, which I love that this is the final one because we kind of talked about her in the opening here. Sarah Harmon is the founder of School of Mom, which we know now stands for Mothering Oneself Mindfully. She is the dear friend of a dear friend of mine. We met through mutual connections. We found out we had even more in common than we knew. Her, our conversation with her really moved me. Like I, I got off of that call and had like a, a a good, like healthy cry in a way of just like, powerful. Um, and Sarah, you know, takes us through a little bit of her experiences, why she founded the school of mom and how deeply, deeply personal it was for her. The the takeaway for me was just, you cannot, you cannot rely on other people to fully nourish quote unquote mother ourselves. We, we cannot rely on others to mother us, which mother is a play on like nurture, you know, um, just love, compassion. And to her story where she specifically, you know, talked about her relationship with her mom, that was obviously incredibly moving to hear, but it made me feel all the feels about like my role. Yeah. Well, we, we love to let out our emotions and our authentic self here. And we know we love tears on the sauce, but yeah. And I just think it was, I think that it's incredible that like, listen, you were able to listen to what Sarah's doing, you know what I mean? And it shows how important what she's doing is and how important it is for you to take that moment and let those emotions flow and go, am I taking care of my, cause no one else is going to, am I taking care of myself? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that, I think that it's, thank you for sharing in that raw emotion because like, you're not alone. Like, this is why Sarah, you know what I mean? Why Sarah made the screen when you go to a screen. She started a business to help, you know, people and women, especially, and moms, especially learning and prioritizing mothering oneself. And I I do feel it on the self-reflection of like, how am I taking care of myself? But I think the, the emotions come from understanding the importance of being a mom myself. And that I have these Mm. four humans who are walking around in the world and going to only, you know, hopefully continue to make an impact on the world. And I will always be that one mom they ever get. And like, think about how many conversations we have about how our mom is or who she isn't or what she did well or what she did poorly. Mm -hmm. And it's that real huge feeling of like, I am so flawed and I the responsibility daily, but I want so badly that for like the most part, my children feel a lot of pride and healthy connection with, with me and our dynamic. That is where those tears come from of like the yeah. win. 
Yeah, I and I, I can imagine that that feeling, you know. And I think, Maul, you know, I am not one of your children, but I can say from from a distance of watching and seeing what you have done for your children, um, I I can say for certainty that you are doing incredibly, and they should be nothing but. Ex- ex- proud. You know what I mean? Um, and you're an amazing example, but, um, and, and I get to watch from afar, Molly, and the cool thing is I want to have kids one day. And I think about all the time, certain things I talk to my boyfriend about it, that you've taught your children. I tell him, he can tell you what the McKinstry family does. I'm like, I want to do that. And so, but I think that that is what I'm glad that that episode made you stop and say, yeah, mother and myself, Liz, but it's also like mother myself so that I do show up for my children, that they are proud, that they are like my mom, you know, flawed, whatever, but my mom really did this, this and well, or taught me this, or I'm like this because of my, my mother or my parents. Yeah. Well, and thank you. Thank you for saying that, you know, I love you and appreciate that. I, I surprise, I'm surprising myself right now. When we said we were going to do a little reflection (laughs) of what we took away from these episodes, I did not know that I was just going to come here and and feel these emotions, but Hey, what were we saying? Be our true selves, be our whole selves. (laughs) No hiding here. (laughs) Well, and I think it's so good to let it out like we do. And we haven't cried on the sauce for a while, but man, my days of leaving glass door, lots of tears. And and I just think it's important. I think it's very real, Maul. And so I'm really glad Sarah came on. I'm really glad. And the two things that I would take away from um, her was interesting to me that my perspective was when she kind of talked about her mom and how she built the business was that things can happen to you in life that like mm-hmm. that you can sit there and go, mm, my mom wasn't present. No, 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 no. But it's no one is going to do anything about that except mm-hmm. for your, you. And so not only is it mothering yourself, but it's like, there are times you can go, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that because I grew, you know, grew up like, it's just like, well, what are you going to do about that? And I think that the ownership that you can have in, in, in doing, taking what's happened to you and doing what you can with it. Listen, there's some terrible situations that happen. I get it. But I just felt like that's kind of what I actually took a little bit from her. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I got. And she just, and also Sarah was like girl chat time. You know what I mean? Like she's no, so smart and so cool. But I just want to girl gap. I know. So funny. The other thing was, is as not a mom, I was curious what I would take from it, but I just like loved listening to her. And she has the class that she gave everyone, um, the saucers, uh, a discount mm-hmm. code, yes. but she has another class to help with anxiety around giving birth to a child that I was like, Sarah, if I do end up having children, I am going to sign up for that class because I do have a lot of anxiety around actually giving birth. So I want to just give that plug mm-hmm. to shout out, um, but give her website a look too. There's some really great stuff on there. And Sarah was just fun. And all these guests all said that they'd come back. So I'm kind of like, gals. We might have you all back to yes. to do a V2. So I think the thing that I would round out as saying is we've been very fortunate with some guests that we've had. Saucers have reached out to us and actually said, we want this person on and I have a connection there. Some saucers have said what they wanted. Saucers, we would love to hear from you. Who, you know, what do you want more of? If we have these guests on, what questions do you want us to ask? Please, we appreciate the reach out that you've had, but um, we actually have another guest we're recording with next week that will be um, coming on. So we, and we have another guest lined up. So a lot more guests to come, but it would be great to hear from the community what you guys are looking for too. Yeah, we would love that. I know. Well, and Lizzie, so good to see you. So good for this Ugh. recap. Feels very healthy. Feels very cathartic. And I'm just so glad you've taken September to recharge yourself a little bit and that we've had this time together. Coming up, as you said, we've got more interviews and we've got lots of guests to come, but I'm just so thankful for this time and space with you one-to-one. 
I do too, Mal, and I will have to talk about, I hit my one year anniversary at High Spot and there's, you know, I can share some things, but more than anything else, I was like, Mal, I'm so glad we do the sauce because truly I think the way that schedules and time zones work, it would be tough to do this. So saucers, thanks for letting us catch up and hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of a gift of our gab and kind of what's been happening with us. And thank you always for being an amazing community and Mal, I just am like so thankful to get this. Um, so more Love. guests coming, more Liz and Mal coming. Little fun thing, we started our cheeky TikTok. So we are now on TikTok. If you are a TikToker, please follow us. Um, we also have some YouTube videos. So if you want to go find us on YouTube, um, we do put our videos up there. If you want to watch Molly and I and guests live, um, we're working on getting more and more up there. So bear with us, but you can go find us on YouTube, just the sauce podcast, um, and more to come on LinkedIn. Please follow us on our LinkedIn page. We would love that interaction there and Instagram. So saucers, we love you mall. I love you. It's been good to connect, like get a little, you and little, you and me episode. Um, and then we'll get some fabulous guests coming on the next two episodes as well. Can't wait. Love it all, Lizzie. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the support saucers. Please. We would love your sharing, your commenting, tell your friends about us, tell your colleagues about us and you, you know, the drill. What do we do? What do you do? You got to remember to always be bold and feel all the feels, feel all the feels and always eat dessert while you feel the feels. Just indulge me. Yeah. Watch your spending, but indulge. Okay. (laughs) Heart, everybody. Enjoy this and more to come in the next few weeks, saucers. Lizzie. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions, and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.